Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Here's Wiggy, Gresh, and Keith on WEEI. Time to talk to our friend Tommy Curran of NBC Sports Boston. We are coming to you live from the Best Yet Brand Studios. Tommy will join us on the Harbor One Hotline. He is sponsored by Dr. Matthew Lapresti at Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, the hair doctor of Tommy Kern, a 1-800-GET-HAIR, by Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Become your own success story by dropping the weight, holding you back. It starts with just one call to Awaken 180. And by Unified Office, where they help businesses maximize every incoming call at unifiedoffice.com. To the Harbor One Hotline, Tommy Kern, good morning. Good morning, Andrew. How are you? We're uh, we're all okay. We're uh, Wiggy and I and, and and Keith too are excited for the college football playoff. But with no Patriots today, we've morphed into a discussion about what Bill Belichick sees when he looks around him offensively. Is it becoming aware to even Bill that Matt Patricia is not right? He's not the fit, and that he will react accordingly this off season. Or will Bill double or triple down on his love for Matty P next year, thereby making everybody, including maybe his bosses, go nuts? Well, it's pretty apparent it hasn't worked. It's it's blatantly apparent. And I think one of the most indicting moments in the postgame the other day of a variety of them was Matt Jones saying, you know, we want to go down fighting. And that, to me, is what's jarring about the Patriots this year and Bill's philosophy. I know that he does what's best for the team, but there is a timidity to the offense. There's, uh, an, in my estimation, they're afraid of their own shadow. Um, they don't want to make a mistake, but they don't have a good enough defense to shut the other team down. So if you're going to play offensively, uh, we don't want to make a mistake because our defense is going to take care of business. They're really just trying to stay in fights here. Clinch, clinch, clinch. And that's not what the Patriots were about by the end of 2021. So the regression is blatantly obvious. I guess the question that you're asking is, he, is he going to do it again? Yep. I, I don't know. I mean, who, how would anyone know until he acts on it? Because he's not going to explain it in a press conference. Yeah. Who do you think he has more loyalty to, Matt Patricia or Mac Jones? I don't. I think he's got the most loyalty to himself. <laughs> I, I I am this. I am one of the greatest coaches of all time. I have a litany of accomplishments. I have let down my owner. I'm, I'm sure that he feels that. Um, my plan has not worked. What's the best way to advance? 
I think a major portion of, of Matt Patricia's presence where he is is stability. He didn't want to have Nick Cayley move ahead because Nick Cayley wanted assurances that um, things would be a certain way. Josh McDaniels would have stuck around if Robert Kraft gave him assurances that he would be highly considered for the head coaching job. There are no assurances forthcoming. As a result, Bill said, okay, well, I can't bet on these guys sticking around. Let's just do Matt. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? And I'm sure that Bill has to be surprised. He's frequently surprised these days about the way outcomes are. For instance, even being surprised that, that Brady actually left. So he has to be downcast about the fact that he's not able to read the way things are going. Can he say, okay, let's bring in Bill O'Brien? What's, what's Bill O'Brien want? He doesn't want to be Bill Belichick's caddy for the next five years, working 90-hour weeks, you know, trying to implement an offense that obviously doesn't have the personnel to work. I mean, that's, that's what's mind-boggling to me. We spent last week talking about Tom Brady coming back. What's he going to come back to? A team that's afraid of its own shadow, that, that's one of the worst in the red zone, that can't protect the quarterback this year, that has a variety of first-round picks, whether it be Isaiah Wynn, who absolutely is washed out, or Cole Strange is having a difficult year, or David Andrews, who's closer to the end than the beginning, or Trent Brown, who has intermittent days where he's dominant or barely there. So, to me, what do these guys want to come back for unless Bill pitches something a hell of a lot different? Well, it sounds like we're going in a bad direction. But if Bill had a, if he had to pull one from a burning building, who's first, Matt Patricia or Mac Jones? <laughs> it was a very simple question. <laughs> but uh, Tom, so pull Mac. Uh, so, okay, he's going to pull Mac out of the building. That's that's a good question. Oh, okay. So I mean, then, I mean, if, is there a possible scenario that we see this next year, where? We see this team into training camp, and I know you brought up Nick Cayley's name, for example, where, you know, Matt Patricia doesn't necessarily go anywhere. No one has titles, so we don't know what titles are. But is there a chance that maybe we see Nick Cayley getting an opportunity to be a play caller next year where he doesn't have to move on necessarily from Matt Patricia and it's almost one of those things where Bill does the classic Bill and says, hey, a lot of guys do a lot of different things. I don't know. Nick Cayley already got hosed, to be okay. blunt, to be blunt about it. So how anxious is he in the final year of his contract um, to re-up if he has an opportunity to go elsewhere? And I don't know if he's going to have that. It's not like Nick Cayley's a highly sought-after coach around the NFL. It was just he was the most obvious guy if the Patriots followed their trend of hiring offensive assistants to be the offensive coordinator, even untitled. So, But he kind of got hosed. You know, Bill wouldn't say, you know, we want you to be the offensive coordinator. We want you to stick around. This is what my, my vision is for you. So I think that he's a little embittered, as are many coaches by the time they leave. That's why it's such a hard notion for me, and people don't understand. It's not an attractive place to work if you're a coach. They pay very poorly. They don't give titles. The hours are extreme. The expectations are exorbitant. And... Um, the team's not really heading in the right direction. That's Ma- why so many guys mm. have, have been anxious to leave. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, Tommy, I was going to ask because I think that's an interesting point because um, let's say Gerard Mayo can get a head coaching job at the end of the year. Is that maybe for all of us that want change at offensive coordinator and are being like, gee, is Bill really going to stick with this guy? Might the best thing to happen for all of us that want a new O.C., is that Gerard Mayo leaves and Matt Patricia can slide over to his old role. 
Oh, by uh, I, I guess. I mean, I, I think Gerard has expressed many times how anxious he is to to right. head out and move on, have a, a position of his own. I, again, these are these are kind of smoking guns. Guys want to move on, and I know it's for um, higher jobs in some cases, but these guys want to go into different organizations and have their own opportunities. Does Matt Patricia just, you know, put up the white flag and say, oh, I'm just going to be Bill's caddy again. It's, it didn't work. I went to Detroit. I, I got my lottery ticket. I cashed it in. I made an exorbitant amount of money. I'm still being paid by the Lions. I don't know if he's still being paid next year. I mean, I guess. I mean, or is Joe Judge, has he watched enough of Matt to, in the offseason, Bill say, you know what? Joe's not going anywhere. Nobody's banging down his door. Just make him the OC. Yeah, we'll slide Matt back to defensive coordinator. Uh, Dan Orlovsky had a tweet, uh, I think, over the weekend where he was saying, if he's Mac Jones and everything is the same going into next year, he would ask for a trade. Uh, Now, you know Mac a little bit, you know, just from, you know, locker room stuff and press conference Mm -hmm. and everything else. Doesn't necessarily feel like something he would do at the same time. I think he has shown a little bit of uh, pushback. I think he's done it in kind of a creative way. But uh, is that a scenario that you think at all could be possible? I wonder if he is emboldened enough to go to the, again, greatest coach in NFL history mm-hmm. and say, yeah, trade me. I think that folks around him might be able to. I believe his agent is Tommy Condon, son of Tom Condon, um, who you know famously – represented a number of players, high-profile players in the 2000s, and eventually after Ben Watson was drafted by the Patriots and the Patriots and Tom Condon Sr. got to an impasse um, on length of contract, hmm. Tom Condon said, I'm, I'm not representing you. And Belichick never drafted another Tom Condon kid. Wow. So uh, what thing is the, the presence is there where you might have an agent say, this isn't what's good for the player. And it hasn't. This year has not been good for him. The only way I spun it in August, and it continues to be the case now, people say, well, how can Mac Jones improve? I said the only way he can improve this year is in terms of resilience because he's going to go through the the grind in 2022. And that's the only way he's had any opportunity to improve. If I were him, if he came back the same way, and the offensive line had this much, I think the offensive line is the, the biggest issue. As we all would agree. But Couldn't agree. Well, no, I don't think everybody would agree, but I definitely agree with you. Like, where would else would it be, honestly, Gresh, if you and I were to say, like, it can't be the receivers. They're the second highest paid in terms of cap space receivers in the National Football League. Can't be the tight ends. They're the highest paid in the National Football League. Get your brain around that. <laughs> That's a sick um, So... Where is it? It's not the running backs. It's that the offensive line has turned into uh, it has crumbled. Yeah, a little bit by injury, but also by roster management and performance of players who just have said, "Yeah, I'm not into it." Tom, we were asking this question of you know we were going through list of teams that feel like they have their quarterback and you know what could they be doing? Is this guy going to be the guy? In your opinion, do you think that the Patriots believe Mac Jones is the guy for them for the future? And I'm not talking about like a media future just next year. I'm talking about when they come to that road and probably uh, next year's Mac's third year. Most quarterbacks nowadays, Mm -hmm. they're going in for a contract extension after their third year. When he gets to that point, 
are they like he's the guy? Yeah, I do, and and it's and I know Wiggy. There's a lot of different elements to it, and you might not feel as strongly as I do mm-hmm. about that. The reason I feel he is is he's got the competitive nature, he's got the leadership ability, he's got the accuracy and proficiency as a thinker, and can understand what he's looking at. He just has to be surrounded by so much in terms of protection to make that happen. He has to be challenged. You know, I remember Belichick telling me what the hardest thing about coaching Brady was, was bringing him something every week that helps him in a way that Brady didn't understand he was going to be helped. Telling him something he doesn't already know. Do you think there's been very many weeks this year where Mac Jones has been told something he doesn't know? I can't imagine it. Even at the age of 23, 24, I think he's pretty proficient. So to me, you can say, you know what? He's not mobile enough. We need somebody who can move the pocket, who can extend plays, who can um, you know, hit receivers downfield with a more potent arm, and that's fine. But is he going to have the same level of accuracy, the same level of commitment, the same level of um, proficiency in understanding morphing offenses? That's, that's the catch-22. There are limitations to Mac. But the upside of him and the intangibles, I think, are something you want to say, I'd rather stick with the devil I know. Tommy Kern of NBC Sports Boston, thanks for joining us today. Good conversation. I know a lot of hypotheticals, but this is all kind of feels like where this is going. Uh, we'll talk to you yeah. on Tuesday with Gresham Keith, brother. We appreciate it. I look forward to it. Thanks, guys. There, we go. there goes uh, Tommy Kern. Now, Tommy mentioned about isn't the O-line the biggest problem? I know, Wiggs, you mentioned, well, go get the great quarterback and it fixes mm-hmm. all. I don't necessarily subscribe to that, but I put a Twitter poll out asking – what do the Patriots need more next year? We'll present it to Wiggy. We'll all talk about it coming up next year on WEEI Football Sunday. Here's Ethan ready to trend. Merloni, Fourier, and Mego. Weekdays, 2 to 6. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now brought to you by Zudi. Build any app your company needs in a week. Visit Zudi, that's Z-U-D-Y dot com for your free trial. Your Patriots are off today as they don't play again until December 12th on Monday Night Football against the Cardinals. However, we do have game for you, all, games for you all day long here at WEEI. At 1 o'clock, right after the show, you can catch the Packers taking on the Bears in Chicago. And then in the, one, uh, in the 4 o'clock window, we have the Dolphins taking on the 49ers in San Francisco. And then finally, Sunday Night Football coverage kicking off at 7.30 with the Colts in Dallas. In college football, some playoff-altering results as Utah took down USC 47-24, knocking USC out of the playoffs. Kansas State beating TCU in overtime 31-28. to Some big upset victories, both leading to people asking, myself included, does Alabama now sneak into the college football playoff with these losses here? The Celtics are getting ready to play the Nets this evening in New York with tip-off for that game set for 6 p.m. And then the Bruins off today, but are back in action tomorrow night to defend their 14-0 undefeated streak at home against the Golden Knights at 7 p.m. I'm Nathan Ursadulu, and that's what's trending at WEI and WEI.com. What do the Patriots need more this offseason? Tackles, a corner, a wide receiver, or a new OC? We'll get to that with you next. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. 
Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. We continue on WEEI Football Sunday. Football here all day on WEEI. Anderson Windows, oh, excuse me, uh, this portion of WEEI Football Sunday is brought to you by Falmouth Lumber, your local Anderson Windows dealer, the professional builder's choice. We're coming to you live from the Best Yet Brand Studios. Uh, Normally, we would give you the Patriots and Actives at 1130. Well, they've already played. So what we'll do is we'll give you some inactives coming up in 20 minutes and we'll let you know who's in, who's out to be able to set your fantasy lineups. So we will get to uh, we will get to all that coming up. Um, so I put a poll up on Twitter the other day, and, and Keith and I get into this a little bit, Wigs. And mm-hmm. I, I put out, what do the Patriots need most this offseason? And this was really coming off of the Buffalo game. Okay. They only give you four spots in these polls. So I put offensive tackle... And then in parentheses, a big S. So offensive tackles, a stud corner, a number one wide receiver, or a new offensive coordinator. Stud corner got less than a percent of vote, Mm -hmm. which in a way surprised me a little bit. Yeah, but I think most people are worried about the offense and upset with the offense just in general. Not that the defense is perfect, but it's sort of lower on the the list. So number one wide receiver got 9.5%. Offensive tackles got a little over 12.5%. Offensive coordinator, 77%. What do you think, Wiggs, of those choices? New offensive coordinator, wide receiver, stud corner, tackle. What do they need most next year? See, you're throwing the offensive coordinator in there, which I think is, you know. But those are all choices that Bill Belichick can make this offseason. That's why I put him in there. Because if Bill's looking at his offense mm -hmm. right now, 
We're trying to figure out what's going through this guy's head. When he looks at it, does he think the coaching is okay? Does he think, hey, Mac has come through the fire? And I didn't even put Mac in there because of some of the other functionality issues within the offense. I know you're on the quarterbacks. Keeps a big wide receiver guy. Mm-hmm. Everybody is now. I don't think you know. I wonder if Matt Patricia is even popular in his own house at this point. Well, my my whole thing is I don't know how good that wide receiver or the quarterback would be if Matt Patricia is still calling the plays. Mm-hmm. Like right. I think you would need Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow to overcome it. Right. And so so you're yeah. not going to get one of those guys. Right. Therefore, I think you need to at least swap out the offensive coordinator and then. You know what? Maybe you have a guy that knows how to dial up certain plays when the offensive line's struggling or dial up certain plays when, you know, the wide receivers are who they are or whatever. I think you could just be more creative and be better than well, what they have right now. Well, I, I guess the question is this. What is easier to overcome? An offensive coordinator who's not very good, but you have elite talent versus elite uh, versus not yeah. having elite talent but a good offensive coordinator. So I I I, th- I know where you're going with that, and I would say the the players are still going to win out. But I think they don't have. They, maybe Ramondre Stevenson is elite. Maybe mm. nobody else is on offense. Right. So it's not like a swapping out one guy. It's right. not like oh, there are Devontae Adams away. It's like no, they need they need eleven guys better. Well, let me ask. That offense. I, I think I think the, if Matt Patricia were the offensive coordinator of the Cincinnati Bengals, mm-hmm. yeah, they they'd would be worse. Right. They'd be worse, but they'd still be good because of their uh, talent. Maybe yeah, they wouldn't look. I can't imagine they would look like this. Right, they'd still be good because of their talent. <laughs> well, but but he but Matt Patricia has shown a complete inability to be creative, to use different formations and that, come up with stuff. And is to, that because of the talent? O line, but is that because of the talent? Well, again, Cincinnati's uh, O line sucks. Uh, uh, well, right. I mean, supposedly. Uh, I mean, I come mean, on. I know, now, no, I know they did. went. No, last year. Well, was the last year did. Yeah. Right. And I think wasn't this year. It the was big... bad to start. Right. Yeah. So right. So my, my, the only thing I'm saying is that their offense is not their offensive line is not very good, but their talent is able to make up for that. Right. So here's what I would say to you on this question: Who would you think is one of the best offensive coordinators in the National Football League? Mm, Shanahan. Shanahan. He's a head coach, but like uh, most of these head Would coaches. Would you say Josh McDaniels? Uh, uh, I think it's an offensive coordinator. Yeah, it's an offensive coordinator. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not high end. Yeah, I'm like, to- I like all these McVay, uh, McDaniel, those guys I like a lot. But no. yeah, McDaniels is an offensive coordinator. As an offensive sure. coordinator. Yep. Yeah, he's up there. You know, McVay we- might not be a bad example given what's going on with the right. Rams right now. I, I, and I'm not Because ta- they had everything last year. And now this year, why right. can't the Doss right. can figure it out? My point is, I'm not I'm not talking about as a coach. I'm just talking about as a play caller. And I would say Josh McDaniels, you saw what your offense was with a good offensive coordinator and average talent. You were uh, last year's offense was a little bit better than average. They were sixth in points, right? In points, so they were able to yeah. score touchdowns. Yeah, right. They, right. they had a much better red zone right. offense. Right, they, they had a much, they had a much yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. Mud- yeah. So I think when you look at it, but when you look at the offense as a whole, you still looked at it and goes, okay, there were a lot of question marks with the offense. I think it's more about the talent, personally. Yeah, then, then, so why did they win? Give me ten, an elite wide receiver. Then, then why they didn't did they win? Either. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. If everything is. And last is year, equal, I didn't like the offense. Right, yeah, they scored yeah, more but points. They're, but they're better than what they are last year. Right. But you make it sound like with Matt Patricia, if you bring in Lamar Jackson, they'll be okay. No, 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 no. I said last year offensively, I didn't. I wasn't a huge fan of the offense. 
They scored. Yeah, they scored more points. But I was still wasn't a huge fan of the offense. So but when they you, were still a playoff offense, like I know you may not love it, but uh, we have they, to evaluate what they were, and uh, they at least made the like you so, can argue so, the offense so is they, holding them back this if year. If they make the playoffs, aren't they a playoff offense? I mean, you know what? That's the problem that we may run into. No, no, no. But if they, they no, but you're right. Like if they make the playoffs somehow, won't. then Bill Belichick might be more entrenched to say, "Well, we did it with Josh. We did it with this guy." Right. And oh. then they're not going to. By the way, they won't upgrade anything. No, there's but, less change. So, if yeah. They, make the playoffs, Way but I don't change. think we have to worry about well, that. Well, when we talk to Tom Curran, it's like, well, they don't have this, they don't have that, they don't have this, they don't have that. My personal belief is this. Give me the elite wide receiver. That's who I want, because I know that guy can change a game. I know whether it's a, a, a Steph Diggs, a, a Justin Jefferson, a Devontae Adams, I mean, shoot, even look at DeAndre Hopkins, and I know their team isn't great, but you give me a guy at that level of Jamar Chase, I know what they can do. Yeah, and you I look at you look at Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. Mm-hmm. Right. Look and that's how you got Tua because nobody liked Tua. Nobody thought Tua was any but good. But you also have a top guys. five quarterback there too in Tua. Like at least top he was drafted. No, oh, meaning draft pick, draft yeah, yeah, pick yeah, yeah. high. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's not like you didn't have a guy there that no, you said, "Boy, this dude's got at least a little bit of talent." But he looked like a bust, and everybody was like, "How did you draft him over Herbert?" And then right. you give him the receivers, and the next thing you know, he he's looks really good. He looks a lot better. Oh yeah, he looks legitimate, and I just think that's. Everything's working against Mac Jones, and again, I don't not saying he is. They got the high end talent, right? But we don't know because he's flipping the ball out to Nelson Aguilar and Jacoby Myers. Like those guys aren't going to take a five yard slant and make it eighty yards, right? Like, it, like that, that that Marcus Jones play that we saw. Tua gets those like all the time, right? Tua will flip it out to Waddle, and boom! Everyone's like, "Oh, Tua's three hundred yards passing." It's like, okay, he still was short on a bunch of throws. He's still like oh. those receivers made up for a lot of. Oh, his- like in Detroit, he just throws a jump ball up yeah. in the air that Tyree Kill goes up and grabs. Yeah, it's a horrible underthrown ball. Yeah. So I think even like when we've talked about Tua, Miami's probably like, all right. He's good, but if we had a really good quarterback with this talent, we'd be off the charts. Mm-hmm. And so when I look at you're, I look at the Patriots. If you're telling me Bill's not going to spend money to all go out and get an elite wide receiver, if you're telling me Bill's not going to spend money and go out and get a, you know, five horses up front, I'm now looking at it and going, okay, where Bill is good enough as a coach where you're going to get what you're seeing this year. They're in the mix. Yeah, beat the bad teams. You'll beat the bad teams, yeah. and you'll be in the mix for playoffs. Mm-hmm. But even if you get in a play, like last year, you got in the playoffs. And you got Molly Walked. Yeah. So you if you're not gonna add the eliteness to your offense, even if you have Kyle Shanahan, uh Sean McVay, these uh, great minds as an offensive coordinator, you're still limited on the players that you have. I also think it's kind of a little misleading, but as an aside, the extra playoff spot kind of throws a monkey wrench into this. Because yes. there's a lot of teams so the Patriots we celebrate nine wins now. Yeah, like oh, they they made the playoffs. Like yeah, but years ago they wouldn't have. And so like Patriots, Jets, Chargers, none of them are playing that well this year. Right. But one of them, maybe two, but probably one, right. is going to make the playoffs. Whereas three years ago they wouldn't have. Right. right. They would have been like oh, they were just over five hundred. They have a middle of the first round pick draft, but they missed the playoffs. Rather than they got in, they can say they got in, but they're going to go play Buffalo or something and get waxed in the first round. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what and, and New England, who's six and six has a chance still to it, make the playoffs yeah. right right so this goes back to your extra playoff um having an extra playoff yeah, spot yeah. is not only not only do you not have you don't have to be as good to make the playoffs but 
even if you're not as good, you're still in the hunt. Oh, yeah, even more teams are in the hunt than normally would be. Right. Yeah, yeah, and and so when, you, when you're moving forward, if you think that, like, Bill has to say, how do I change this? Right. How do I change this? I don't know if he's moving on from Matt Patricia. I don't think so. I, there's a chance there's like a reassigning, yes. but he's not like going to fire the guy. But he if, loves if, him. If Nick Kelly's your offensive coordinator, we might not be criticizing him as much, but aren't we still going, God, this offense is not very good? I mean, at least that's what I would say. Like last year, I was a big proponent of the offense is okay. It wasn't great. Mm-hmm. Right. It wasn't it was... horrible. It was okay. But with that offense, you weren't winning anything. So, yeah, you can make the playoffs, but who cares? But the two places to me where the offense has gone backwards is O-line. Mm-hmm. The tackles are the almost not functional. Right. They're much worse. And play calling. Uh, Other than that, you, right. have the exact, yeah. you have the exact same quarterback. You're probably you're, you're the same at running back. It's just flipped. It's yeah. not Damian first. It's not Ramondre first. You still have the same tight ends. You still have the same wide receivers. But where have they regressed? Well, they they signed Devontae Parker and they drafted Tyquan Thornton in the second round. They got better. They ha- oh, on paper, they got on paper, better. Yeah. On paper. But yeah. they're, but they're, they're, wide, no. they're worse. But to me, that is uh, because when you talk about the elite talent, if you had an elite left tackle and a functional right tackle, then you'd be able to operate and maybe it looks like what you did somewhat against Minnesota. Right, but it's still a lot of it is, and I, and I agree with you, the offensive line isn't great, but your quarterback's not a great decision maker. You have a three-step drop, and both of your tackles cut, and you don't throw the football. You well, when both tackles cut, and they no, don't no. cut but, the but, guy down, but he's not going to throw the ball. But they don't have to cut the guy. It wasn't like the guy jumped up. The guy's putting putting his hands down on his legs, so he's protecting his legs. You have to get the ball out. If you don't get it out at that timing, now once this guy does have an opportunity. You no, know, but the goal of the tackle is to pull the guy's pins and get him on the ground. Right, but Gresh, it's a three-step drop. The goal is to just get the hands out of the way for enough time for me to throw the football. But if you can't get rid of the football because maybe you're not confident. I said this, and I don't put a lot of it on Mac, but I've said they completely neutered Mac. Mac don't even want to take chances downfield. There was a play that they highlighted in the game. Well, all those, uh, he's like one yard short of the sticks like Wait, every throw. But isn't he coached to be that way? No, no, no. He's they, coached to be afraid of the interception they, they, so much they, that he doesn't throw the ball. They, uh, Kirk Herbstreit highlighted a play from up top. And it was like a, there was like a clear out uh, on the right-hand side. There was like a go route, an inside go route, a clear out route with a deep end. And there was a window there. Mm-hmm. And Mac had time, but he just doesn't have the confidence mentally no more to say what, you know what? I'm going to grip it and rip it and throw that football there. There was a nice window. It wasn't like a tight window. So I think that, yes, the offense coordinator hasn't helped him out. Whatever reason is, he's not, you know, there's some clash as far as buying into the offense or whatever the offense may be. I mean, there's no, there's got to be no confidence in what they're doing. Yeah, but I mean, players you, talk amongst themselves. They're all chirping They're all it. crapping they're, on Patricia. And they're letting it slip out now in, yes. the, in the postgame now. But, I mean, but Mac deserves blame, too. I mean, the the third play right. of the game, third and one, and he turns, he turns the wrong, the wrong way, way. On the handoff. That can't happen. But I think that's, you know. What again, do you think the coaches are saying? And, and we know, Oh, I know, that's one where they can, like, oh, yeah, Mac, you're talking oh, yeah, trash for the offense. And, and, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. and I know as a former player, like, it was always us versus them. And when I say them, that means the coaching staff. So we might be down here in the locker room or on the back of the bus or on the back of the plane talking under our breath. Mm-hmm. They're doing the same things in meetings. Yeah, we'd love to throw the ball downfield, but our quarterback's not good enough. Mm-hmm. Our, our running back's not good enough for us to do this. Our tight, so you don't think that Matt Patricia and some of those guys are going, 
you know, Mac, yeah, we want to throw it downfield, but we got to throw all these short routes because we don't have confidence in you to throw the ball downfield. But they're also the same ones that if he throws a ball downfield and it gets intercepted, guy makes a great play, Parker tips it to the yeah. other guy, whatever it is. They'll bench him. Then, yeah, they then it's the <laughs> and it's against him. And what's the court of public yeah. opinion? I want him to throw the ball down the field. He doesn't throw the ball down the field. Well, he's being coached not to throw the ball down the field. Other than it's certain, we're trying, we're we're coming up with stuff to rip Mac Jones when Mac Jones is clearly being coached mm-hmm. and the offense is being called a certain way. And it's the well, he doesn't take chances. They don't want him to. So here's what it is: you either want him to defy the coaches mm-hmm. and make mistakes yep. to get benched, or you, he listens to the coaches, no, and then it's on him because they're the one telling him, don't do this. That's got to be on him. He's either got to... So he's got to look at Matt Patricia and say, no, no, no. F you like he did at the beginning of the year and he's, get in the doghouse? He's got No, but he wasn't in the doghouse. The only reason why... And he didn't get benched. The only reason... that The thing that happened, he got hurt. In and Chicago... Then, no, 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 Chica- in I'm Chicago. In Chicago. Yes. He got benched. Yeah, oh, no, that, he didn't like miss starts because right, of it. Yeah, right, yeah. right. He got hurt. Yeah. Then there was the whole. Zappy played good, yep. and then when he came back, he started in Chicago, didn't play great. Right. Now, I know Bill uses it. I'm, I'm making air quotes here. The, well, we were on the quarterbacks going back and forth. I yeah. would ask this question, if Matt, and this is a question Matt has to ask himself. If he says, you know what the hell with it, I'm going out there and I'm, I'm playing my game, he'd never do that. But the question I'm asking is, do you really think they would bench him for Zappy? Yes. I See, I don't think if so. If he starts... They're running so, plays that aren't him. Like, yes. no, no, no. like they're he's, so uh, like he's Johnny Moxon in Varsity not, Blues. Yeah, not, I think not, not running gonna... plays that are not his, oh, okay. but just going saying, you know what? Rather than maybe it says take me over. Rather here. than do what I'm coached, I'm going to take chances. No, but it's, I saw it one way. Take like going off script. But how's he supposed to go off script if the coaches not, it's are It's not going aggressive. You're missing the point. It's not going off script. The backside, he had a clear route and a deep dig. He decided to go left. If you go right, that's not going off script. You're just saying, okay, my read took me over here. Going off script is what Jason Collins, uh, Jamie Collins used to do. Hey, right, right, right. I'm supposed to be, you know, I'm supposed to be reading In it this out. lane, and I'm just freelance. running up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to blitz now. Mac's not going to do that. There, if you go back and you look at the, the, the play designs, there are still plays that are being ran downfield. It's just now he has to take his read there. But also, wasn't the big complaint, though, in the fourth quarter that Mac wanted to go downfield? And Patricia, at that point, they were down 17, and he was playing like a short game. Yeah, calling the quick game. Wiggs, I think you're transferring it on to Mac. when I'm not. You're you're missing the point. Gres, this is all I'm saying. Because if guys are running open and Mac isn't throwing it to him, then Zappy would play. But I'm not talking about that. We're talking about what you have as an offense. And... It ain't going to get better because if you're telling me Bill's not going to go out and spend money on elite players, then you're just going to be left with a guy who is has okay talent and is not going to do anything. If Josh McDaniels was the offensive coordinator, we saw what Mac Jones is, and your offense is still okay, but you're not going and winning or being a contender to win a championship with that offense. Just not happening. But and see, last year to me it felt like the offense was at least a good – starting point right and that's the kind of team that you have to add the steph Diggs, Devonte adams right that, that was that team now they need so much more than that like now right. their offensive line got worse their their play calling obviously is worse the tight ends are the same if not worse actually you know what worse hunter henry at least scored touchdowns last year right so they they've regressed to the point now where 
they're not a guy or two away. No. And it's and who would have thought that, that Josh McDaniels leaving, this whole thing would have fallen apart. I did because I really said what's it. Happened. I said it yeah. from day one. You cannot have It's a, not him leaving as much as who they replaced him. Yeah. Oh, there you that's go. That's what okay. it is. Because like, he left once before and the offense right. didn't fall right. apart. Well, that's, and I said, you cannot have a guy. And I said, and I've been on this day from day one. Yeah. I said, uh, you know, this is part of Max regression. You cannot have a guy who his whole career has been a defensive guy. Yeah, no, it makes no sense. And then all of a sudden now expect him to say... Andy's, you know, Andy has to coach the offensive line, which we keep going back to. And right. that, there's no coincidence to me that that also is the weakness of the team. And, but to, for, to, and we talked to Charlie Weiss about this. If you have never called an offensive game, and I don't care about game planning and putting plays in, that, okay, that to me is... Means you know it that not that that means anything. No, but you mean like during a game, live rounds, you're right. calling plays, you're adjusting. adjusting oh, third on and the one, fly. it's third and thirteen. Right. What, what do I do? What do I call? Gotta figure yep. this out. Gotta because yep. the whole halftime adjustment and Charlie Weiss brought this up, and he's right. The halftime adjustments, you do nothing. You're in there for five minutes. It's like do this, do that. Everybody got water. Good. Yeah, exactly. Right, get your orange slices and you know take a take a piss and a, a dump if you got to do that. But hey, we need we need to get back out here. Time well spent in there. So good. so it's more about how. And there's a feel to – and guys that are good at it, just they have a feel. And Charlie made this point. He brought it up. And I asked him the question. I said, well, what was the difference from you in the beginning to you when you felt like confidence? Like for a player, the more you play, the game starts to slow down and yep. you see more things. So for Charlie, his thing was as an offensive coordinator, the better he got at it, he was now thinking about two and three plays down the road versus right. as – I'm just calling one play at a time. He said, as soon as I call the play, I knew exactly here's the potential outcome. Here's the two and three, four plays I have. Where Mac Patricia's probably just calling it based on plays and plays. It's like imagine playing Madden and PlayStation, and you're so good that you go, okay, I called this play, but if this is the outcome, one of the two things that happened on this play, I got two, three, four plays ready to go where he's just calling one play at a time. And that becomes the issue as a play caller. If you've never done this before, I'm not, not even in high school a call. He's never done it at any level. No, He's called defense, which is different. There's a feel. And I said from that, that's why Mac is going to struggle. And then Mac has a bunch of 2B and 3, three players around him. Say what you want. That's what he has. And you're starting to even look at, like, I'm even starting to look at Tyquan Thornton and going, all right, how good can this guy really be? He don't really flash much of anything. Uh, no. He, well, he did in the one game. They handed him the ball. That's a reverse. Oh, no, I, but, well, it showed speed, at least, which this team didn't really have a lot of last year. But as you start to, so I'll wa- take that, but as you start right, to watch him as a that. wide receiver, and you go, oh, yeah. Well, what position is the OC put him in to shine? I, listen, all I'm, do- all I'm doing is basing off the plays that are called, right? If the if if you're telling me he's a great goal runner and he and I see him run a couple goals and there's not much separation there, do I blame the OC for that or do I blame him? No, but when have we seen that? Well, we've seen him run some goal routes. You telling me you never saw Tyquan Thornton run goal routes? Uh, none. That not there's nothing that Tyquan Thornton has done where he's been put into this offense that stands out or that you remember in so, any way. So what's that tell you? Maybe he's not getting the separation that he needs. But you, again, they, but, they they don't like he, but they've gone backwards so much on offense right. that I can't trust some of what I'm they, seeing all, because we have a guy on the sideline who can't think. Right, right but see, you're, you're, you keep going back to me and Mac, and 
Your whole thing is that every play that Matt Patricia calls is horrible. I've never said that, but I think that there is a lack of... When are you going to start saying... There's a there's a real lack of ingenuity and uh, in-syncness... I, I agree with you. ...with this offense. I agree with you. But when are you going to start realizing and going, the talent is just not good enough? See, I agree with you that Matt Patricia is not a good play caller... But at least I can see that he's not a good play caller. You're not talented, and they're not talented. And the other problem is the Mac apologist. Or the, the the it's not Mac. They, what they do is go. It's Matt Patricia. No. When are you going to realize that the talent is not good enough? But again, I saw a guy last year who had a lot of the same talent. He was, he was okay last year. Gresh, he was a little bit above average. Right. That, that, that's not, and it's uh, it isn't good enough. But again, the growth. That's my point. But the growth arc was supposed so do you to go think this way. Team is talented, and the offensive coordinator has made it go this way. Take a, take they're away not, your feelings away from not, Matt Patricia. They're not overwhelmingly talented, but it's the way that Bill Belichick has tried to skin the but, cat before. But answer the question. Take away your, how you feel about Matt Patricia. Do you believe that this team has talent? Everybody tells me that Trent Brown stinks. This is the same Trent Brown that. A couple years ago, people saying, oh, he's one of the best left tackles in the league because no one can get near Brady. Well, right. There's so, a, and, and he was better in the run game then than he was so, now. So it's and a, by the way, guess who coaches him? But it's a lack of talent. They don't have... Trent a, Brown's talented. He's being coached by Matt Patricia. You know, what you, am I missing? You know, you know, who, you know who was the number one... Um, uh, um, what is it when somebody you want somebody... The number one advocate... For Isaiah Wynn. You know who that was? It was uh, Dante Skarnecchia. Right. He was the number one. And to this day still says he's a good player. I've heard uh, him on the Greg Hill show. He's right. not a good player. So, Dante's, Dante's great. Right. Dante's uh, a great player. But you know what? Yeah. Dante felt that because he got something out of the guy. What did he get out of Isaiah Wynn? He coached Isaiah Wynn, right? He did. He coached and Isaiah, Isaiah Wynn. And guess and it what? Was, and it was a, a was enough to win with. No. And B, the guy, the guy had. This you is can't his, tell me that, This Gresh. is his worst year. He has stunk. And listen, this is Isaiah Wynn's worst year. And listen, he's a bulldog like myself, so it's hard for me to talk about a Georgia bulldog. <laughs> no, he stinks. He is stunk. He's really bad. He has stunk since he's gotten here. Yeah, yeah. He has never been good. No, he so, was the worst part of the line last year. Right. The line was so, overall was pretty so good. And you know what? And with Dante Skarnecchia and. He's uh, still stunk. And, uh, but, and you could say that, but guess what? They coached around it, which is not happening right now with this offense. Yeah, but he shouldn't have to coach around a first-round pick. Yeah, but like how are you? Another how you shouldn't have to. But, yeah. but but Josh McDaniels was able to coach around that. Yeah, but they weren't because there and, was there was time. Well, then how they win? They, Isaiah Wynn was just a turnstile. And he they was a turnstile. They, they never but, won with Isaiah Wynn. No, yeah, but, talking about. But right. that, no, but but, but, um, but they've been functional offensively. He has not looked great, but it didn't bring the offense down. Right, but the the offense wasn't very good. So if you're already starting on the bottom, how much lower can you go? He, he's been a turnstile since he's got here. There's no way you could say they coached around this kid. He was letting people go from the day he got here. Yeah, so, he's been a part of bad yeah, offense or average to bad offense. Yeah, and so he's never been what we they've coached around them. No, what they did was basically what we're kind of seeing them do at, at a lower level this year is they're always going to be competitive defensively. They're going to kind of stay into it. They're going to make plays on special teams, and your offense has just been okay. And that's what it is. So when I look at this, you don't have the talent. Say what you want. You're paying Hunter Henry and and John O. Smith. Mm-hmm. Hunter Henry has definitely taken a step back, but sometimes they don't even utilize him. No, I don't think they even look to him. Right. Like John O. Yeah. Smith is, is useless. Right. 
But wasn't that one of the things that this new offense was supposed to do? Was but highlight the, the tight ends? You, you had, I don't know. You it had, hasn't. I know. That's the, see, we don't that's really the, know what that was well, supposed to do. The I, I that's just heard the problem. It was supposed to be easy. That's all. That's the only thing I heard. It was supposed to make it easier for everybody. Right. And, and, so. and but all we heard at the beginning of training camp is that oh, they're having a hard time learning a new offense. It's amazing how all of the early uh, impressions of the offense during camp were all right. And it's lasted this and long. And it's taken a while. Right. It's taken this while for it all to and materialize. Like, oh, God, it and the other thing, just camp. It's like, Rich, oh. Rich, and the other thing I don't understand is that it's always Matt Patricia is so bad, so bad, because he he's, his offense is so basic. But at the beginning of training camp, it was, it's so hard for this offense to learn. Well, it can't be both. Well, maybe it's hard to learn if you have a bad teacher. Well, there is that too. Yeah, I, but if we'll, you're basically running right, well, I mean, <laughs> Every play, how hard is that to learn? Well, that wasn't the plan, at least allegedly. Uh, we will continue. We've got your inactives and injuries next on WEEI Football Sunday. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. All right, let's quickly give you the uh, very latest in terms of injuries and activations here on this Week 13 WEI Football Sunday. Injury Report is sponsored by the Catches Law Group, New England Construction Workers. If you're injured on the job, Catches has your back at CatchesLaw.com. So in terms of the players that are active today, Jamison Williams will make his NFL debut for Detroit. All right. Uh, believe it or not, Jerry Judy is actually active wow. today. See how long he plays. That's He'll start the game. He may not end. Uh, Cortland Sutton is in the lineup today, as is uh, Zay Jones. And, let's, let's cook. Uh, Antonio <laughs> yeah, Gibson is uh, up today, as is Najee Harris. And uh, uh, Jeffrey Simmons is in, but again, that's a defensive guy. Um, the... Washington football team did not choose to activate Chase Young today. Mm. So he's Commanders. still not up. Commanders. Commanders. I forgot. That's yeah, right. They've been, Redskins like, football team commanders. Like multiple weeks now they've been talking about him coming right. back. Well, they have a bye next week, so they're giving yeah, him two more weeks. Well, then, I just saw he's, I think they put the Giants coming out of the bye as well. He's right. at the game because they, they oh, have, they like, did, you know yeah. how they have the cameras, so he was walking into the stadium. Um, but maybe 
maybe they feel like, well, we're winning, so we might as well right. kind of just wait before we actually have him come back. So we need him more so at the yeah. end of this than, you know, right now. And also active today, Deshaun Watson. Oh, yeah. Cleveland sure Browns in Houston. In Houston, of all places. Haven't I mean, played a game. They've been saying forever now. 700 days right. since his last uh, game. So he'll be out there. The other ones to keep an eye on are in the late game, Cincinnati, Kansas City, which should be great, by the way. Uh, Joe Mixon looks like he's likely going to be out again, oh. which would be Samaj P. Which Ryan is weird because they said he looked like he was going to play. Yeah, even last week he was kind of on the fence there with the concussion, so who knows? That one must seem pretty bad. And then uh, Jamar Chase likely to return. Okay. Which Andy Hart's going to have to owe me a lunch, by the way, Oof. because... Oh, really? Yeah, he was like, oh, it's a hip injury. He's, he's going to be out for the whole season or whatever. And I'm like, well, they say four weeks. and Because he didn't think Jamar Chase would be in when they play the Patriots coming up in like a few weeks. Yeah, but right. they never put him on IR because... And they that should have told you. I know. Because well, they were like, well, the lunch. They were like, well, we don't want to put him on IR because he might come back before the but, four so weeks. So they could get him today for mm. what should be an awesome game. And according to Adam Schefter, uh, 49ers Debo Samuels listed as uh, questionable. He plans to play. Now, okay. he also put in there the 49ers didn't think Samuel would be able to play until Friday. He's made big improvements, and they always put the caveat in there of the barring a pregame setback. Mm. Like, we got duped at the uh, Chicago starters last week. Wasn't it uh, Peterman, and then oh, yeah. uh, well, Trevor there Simeon, that. and then they went back yeah, and forth. Simeon hurt himself during uh, pregame. And oblique mm. during pregame. And then right? recovered, apparently. And wasn't McCaffrey there. on like the injury report at the yeah, beginning think, of the week? I think he was. Yeah, I think they. I, I, yeah, I was going to say. I think they got him in the lineup as a uh, as a guy who is playing. One more hour to go. We will give you some picks. We will go through Week 13 of the NFL as we continue Weei Football Sunday. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with a vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. 
Toyota. Let's go places.